Heidi here. So I always talk about balance and part of wellness is finding balance in nutrition, making life healthy and sweet and sharing the moments with our families. Jamie here. So imagine our utter joy this month when we join forces with one of our all-time favorite healthy low-sugar dessert brands, Enlightened, as a partner for today's show. At Enlightened, they believe in choosing to fill life with joy. And what could be more joyful than all of your ice cream aisle favorites served up full of flavor and made with nutrition you can feel great about? Eating healthy shouldn't be a compromise. It should be a celebration. They've got something for everyone. Jamie and I love their dairy-free line, and Megan's family loves the gluten-free line since Meg's has celiac disease. Yeah, my family was also obsessed with their fruit infusions bars. The mango flavor gave me sweet and sassy vibes all at once, kind of like me. Oh, and as the weather gets colder, it's definitely hardcore cookie baking season. So my kiddos are psyched to try their brand new ready-to-bake cookies that have zero added sugar and bake in under 15 minutes. Basically, Enlightened has something for everyone. Gluten-free, keto-friendly, low-sugar, dairy-free. Yeah, I mean, they have light ice cream bites, keto ice cream pints, those new ready-to-bake cookies, mini cheesecakes, edible dough bites, those fruit infusions bars, and more. Enlightened is impossibly indulgent. It tastes like regular dessert, but just happens not to have all that extra sugar. Find out more about Enlightened and where to find them in your local grocery store by visiting eatenlightened.com slash OTG. And don't forget to use the code OTG10 to get 10% off your order and free shipping. So I don't overdo anything. I keep a well-balanced workout. I work out most days, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little longer if I'm walking with my girlfriend or we go on a hike, but I'm a morning person. So I've always exercised in the morning. That's my best time. I get up. I love to get it in, feel, you know, refreshed for the day. Welcome back to an all new season of Off the Ground, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, gang. Yay. Hi. Heidi here. All right. Today's a really exciting day. Denise Austin is a renowned fitness expert, author, and columnist for more than 40 years. She's a champion for women who aspire to be healthy, active, and vital at every stage of life. Her trademark zest for life, positive outlook, and purposeful attitude have endeared her to millions of fans across the country and helped make her a leader in the fitness industry. Throughout her career, Denise has worked with countless women across the globe, helping them reach their fitness goals in ways that fit their lifestyle. She has sold 25 million exercise videos, published 12 books, and hosted the number one fitness show in television history for 24 years. These days, Denise Austin has shifted her focus to helping women create a lifestyle that fits their goals through her Ever Better program. Ever Better is about being balanced, healthy, and energized to stay active and ready for whatever life brings you. The program is grounded in the philosophy that exercise, moving every day, proper nutrient balance for daily nourishment, and community support are the keys to overall well-being. Denise has always been a prolific writer, so it was no surprise to me when she launched her very own magazine, 
Fit Over 50 with Bauer Media. The magazine is focused on helping women over 50 feel like the best versions of themselves. There are five issues of Fit Over 50 released per year, each with over 100 pages of content. Today, Denise is as active as ever and working to help women reach their goals no matter their age or background. Jamie here. So we can't wait to bring Denise on the show. She is legit goals. Here's the part where I tell you why you may want to tune in. So listen to this show if you want to drink from the fountain of youth. Who doesn't? All kidding aside, Denise will share a decade-by-decade guide to your ideal fitness formula. Listen in if you want boss babe advice from the original Fitfluencer. And also tune in to hear her reveal surprising diet tweaks that will absolutely budge those stubborn age-related pounds. So Denise, we go way back to my days as the fitness director of Self. It was pre-T Murphy. I was single, no kids. So I can say with authority that you are absolutely 100% aging in reverse. You are more fit and fabulous than ever. And I know that if we were in the same room right now, you would absolutely dare me to hit you in your rock hard abs to prove it. We are beyond excited to welcome you to Off the Gram. Yay! <laughs> Welcome. All right, Nisa. This is Jamie. So you are pretty much the OG fit fluencer, right? Like you kind of set the precedent for the rest of us. So you've obviously sold 25 million exercise videos, published 12 wellness books, hosted a number one fitness show, the number one fitness show actually in television history. So can you just tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you first fell in love with fitness? Well, it all started when I was a little girl. I started in gymnastics and gymnastics was the key to the foundation of what I'm doing still to this day. And I competed internationally. I got a full athletic scholarship to college. So I took being an athlete very seriously. And then I got my degree in exercise physiology. And that was in 1980. So all of a sudden, I moved back to California after my college and I started aerobics. It was just beginning. The word aerobics came from Dr. Kenneth Cooper back in the day. And the only ones I ever got to see in the past was Jack LaLanne, of course, was my mom's very favorite. And Jackie Sorensen did aerobic dancing at the time. So this was something kind of all new to me. And I just loved it because I wanted to put, being a gymnast, I was able to do, you know, like V-sits, <laughs> Pilates, and so I just started and little by little, I built a business. And by 1981, I got to meet Jack LaLanne. And I was invited at the President's Council in Washington, D.C. to do like a just to arrive there at an event. And Jacqueline was speaking at it. So I ran up to him. I said, Oh my God, Jack, my mom loves you. My grandfather used to do your workouts with your dog. And I said, Can I come on? I'll do handstands on your back while you do push ups. <laughs> and he, he had a TV show at the time. And he said, Sure. So when we were back in California, I called him up and I got on and that started my whole life really and I'm still to this day best friends with Elaine LaLanne who's 95. I gave a mm. celebration of life to Jack LaLanne I gave a, a little speech <laughs> and we stayed great friends ever since so I almost credit him for giving my chance on television and realizing that's what I love to do I spread the message of fitness and I just feel like I could touch more people that way and so that 
that's how I started. And it was all because my mom and I'm from a big family and fitness was really kind of important. My dad played professional baseball. My mom was a jump rope champion from New York. So we are all very active, all five of us kids. So it all came kind of natural. You also have a degree in physical education, right? My sister's a gym teacher, so I was interested in that. Did you ever actually teach gym or did you become a fitness professional instantly? Well, no, I did teach right in Fremont High School here in downtown Los Angeles. And I did teach for a little while. And I kind of phased out when aerobics was just starting because I kind of wanted to teach at corporations, teaching uh, employees exercise. So that's truly how I got started. So I did that for one year. And then while I was doing that, I was still kind of teaching aerobics with my little, you know, cassette tape with my audio cassette tapes, taking it to different. I did Kaiser Hospital, North American Rockwell, and that was in 1983. So I was starting to teach in all these, you know, lunchrooms. We just moved the tables and I'd bring my little box and I would just teach everybody aerobics. And that's kind of how I got started started. And then I, you know, continued. I got married to Jeff Austin and we moved to Washington, D.C. And I got there and I was like, oh, I, I gave up my sh- I had a show at the time after Jack. I had my own morning show on KABC in Los Angeles in 83. And then I did the Today Show. And that's really how I kind of got my name started in 1984. First time women were, uh, you know, given a fitness you know, segment on uh, the Today Show in 1984 with Brian Gumble and Jane Pauley. So well, tell us about that. I feel like that's so interesting. And I think that our listeners would really be curious to know, what did a fitness segment look like in 1984? Oh, my gosh. I- <laughs> I'm celebrating 40 years now in the fitness industry. So I digitized a bunch of tapes from the Today Show, from, you know, my TV shows and everything. So it's going back, way back. And it's so funny how I talked even was I sounded so young. But it's a funny story. And for any women out there who really want to go for it, whatever your dream is, I called the Today Show 35 times before I got through. I was persistent. I lived in D.C. I'd called the Today Show and I asked for Steve Friedman because at the time he was executive producer and the woman was so sweet. I'll let him know you called. I'll let him know you called. So finally I realized I'm going to call it a different time. So I called like at 630 at night. Now all of a sudden, Steve Friedman, I went, oh, oh, hi. I'm Denise Austin and I could do fitness on TV and I've got these exercises you could do called tone up at the terminals exercises that you could do at your computer. And he just listened and didn't say a word. And then I said, so I'd love to come and talk to you about having a little fitness segment. And so he goes, okay, come of course or whatever. So I came in and the day I arrived there, he was sitting at Rockefeller center in the corner office with a baseball cap on with a baseball bat just listening to me going back and forth at this baseball. I was getting down the floor showing sit-ups. I was talking about things you could do, you know, to improve your posture and relax your neck while you're at your computer terminal, we called it. And (laughs) he gives me this piece of paper, and it said March 22nd, 23rd. He goes, and your producer's over here. Look up, Peter, da-da-da. I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I got it. I got a chance, at least. And then I did it for four years as once a month. So, And then at the same time, I was getting my own show on ESPN. And that's what really made me more 
you know, it was a daily morning show, Monday through Friday, every day on ESPN. Getting fit with Denise Halston. Denise, what do you think was your secret sauce? Like, why did you connect, right? Because a lot of people in the 80s were doing aerobics and fitness. What do you think was your magic? You know what? I think I was real. I was authentic. I've always been myself. <laughs> Say it like it is. And, you know, I honestly think people related to me because I didn't do, everyone said it was my energy too. So energy on being myself still to this day, I just think I was there at the right time too. And it was all just starting. And honestly, I had a degree and no one else did. And I just think that helped too. It was many things. I was a hard worker. I still am. I, I worked every weekend volunteering for the American Heart Association. I mean, I worked like a dog to the bone. And my husband, and I waited seven years to have kids. So I think those seven years, I was really building my business. Now we call it a brand. <laughs> Back in the day, I was just like, what else can I try? You know, it was just fun and it kept going. And my husband's been the best supporter because he's brilliant. He's a sports lawyer. And so that helped me because, you know, just I would say, honey, what about this? You know, what, what do I do about this contract? He'd read it, take care of me. So I always felt so supported in my relationship, always. And when we were ready to have kids, then my TV show on ESPN even grew bigger and people wanted to see what I looked like after I had a baby and held the little baby uh, at two months. I had to film my TV show both times after both babies. So, you know, having a three-year-old and a newborn and nursing, okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> nursing, and I give the baby to my mom or Jeff, whoever came that time. And then, okay, did my, you know, five shows a day and put them in the can, got back home, was a mom and, that's kind of how I lived. So it was it was a great time. That's amazing. This is Heidi. Just listening to you is so inspiring. Thank you so much. It's amazing. And your energy truly just like exudes out of the screen. It's such a gift. Thank you. But so you're talking about like, there's so many things I want to talk to you about and ask you about, but let's try to streamline this. So you were talking about how you sort of like did this, then you did that, then you did this. So you know, as someone who has watched a lot of your videos <laughs> and I love them. I'm a huge fan. Your videos truly cover everything from Pilates to yoga, to dance, to walking, to strength training. And do you have like in your head, something that you think is the ideal fitness formula for women? Or do you think it's very personal? Is there something that works for you? What's your... Well, you know, honestly, I believe in different times of your life, how your phases are in your life and how you work out during those times. And it like pregnancy and postpartum, (laughs) like you were just talking about. (laughs) I'm I'm 64, all natural so far. Amazing. But I truly believe that it kind of evolves as you age or as you move. And I love all kinds of workouts. I truly do. I work out. I do hit with my dog. Daughter. I walk. I love to walk for fitness. I play a little tennis. I do yoga. I still do a, three minutes of ab exercises every day that are very Pilates based. I truly think it's a little mixing and matching that really, truly works. And I really thank God I've never been injured. So I don't overdo anything. I keep a well-balanced workout. I work out most days, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little longer if I'm walking 
something with my girlfriends or we go on a hike or so I do really mix it up in a course of a week. I never do the same thing every single day perfectly the exact same time, but I'm a morning person. So I've always exercised in the morning. That's my best time. I get up. I love to get it in feel, you know, refreshed for the day. And that way I don't feel like, how am I going to squeeze it in? How am I going to do this? Especially when the kids were little, I always woke up really early before they got up, squeezed in a 30 minute workout at home. I really never was a member of a gym still to this day. And now it's such a, it's a fad to work out at home. (laughs) It's been my whole life. And for VHSs to DVD now to the internet. It's truly the easiest, most simple way to work out, in my opinion. But there's wait, do you do your own workout videos? I have to know. I do once in a while to make myself realize what I need to improve or like, oh, I should have angled it differently on that. So someone saw it because nowadays it's just one camera before with my TV shows and exercise videos, I had three cameras. So you could see the side, you could see the front, you could see the diagonal. So now I could zoom in. (laughs) And they did. (laughs) Leotards with no tights. (laughs) You know, aerobic shoes. (laughs) I mean, really tight shoes. Little aerobic (laughs) So now I'm just conscientious of how to help someone at home. You know, to like really film just from my little, you know, camera. So it's a, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. And what I really love, though, that I'm hearing, Denise, because so this is Jamie, and I have a, a wellness coaching program called The Big Ask. And my women, by and large, are in their 50s, their 60s. I have women who are yo- young like me. I like to think I'm young. I'm in my 40s. But I have women of all generations. Let's put it that way, right? But a lot of them are, you know, baby boomers. They were maybe fans of my mom's or they watched me on QVC. And so they come to me with not the same like nutritional or fitness IQ that maybe some of us who grew up in the fitness scene in New York City have. Like I can never expect that they know what I'm talking about. Like they might not know what even Pilates versus bar, like what are these words? This is not something that was in their ethos. What I love about what I'm hearing from you is that you really just make it so basic and approachable. Like it is just fitness. It's just about getting into it and enjoying it. And I think that that's why you've been so relatable for so many years. So taking it to nutrition for a minute, because I have a specific question. I know that we all talk about this a lot as we get older. The food hits us different, right? It yes. like sticks around. Carbs go right here, baby. They go right there. And actually, that has to do with hormones and menopause as well. That's actually yes. science. So it's not our fault. But how much of a role, obviously, does diet play in staying fit over 50? And what is your daily diet like? Like, did you tweak it by decade? Or is that the advice you give to others? Well, I truly believe in balance in food, too. I eat most all foods. So I, I really don't cut out certain uh, elements of food. I always have eaten pretty healthy. I tell people, well, 80% of the time and happier treats 20% of the time. And I've lived that way my whole life. And I've never changed my message on that. But of course, I eat really healthy. And I do add new things since I hit 50. I, of course, take, you know, things with chia seeds now. And I put flaxseed. I do a lot of healthier fats um, that we've learned so much new, more information about healthy fats. And back in the day, we didn't have that 
that information. So I have tons of doctors. I was on the President's Council on Physical Fitness Board. So I have all these top doctor friends and I bug them and ask them about, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So I still stay in touch with people with who are in the, that knowledgeable situation. I'm not a nutritionist and never you know, have ever said I was, but this is how I, I eat well. So I have a really good breakfast. I don't intermittent fast. I've tried that, but I really love food in the morning and I feel more myself when I eat well in the morning. Then I do have a good lunch. So for breakfast today, I had a half a piece of uh, sourdough toast and then I put a little drizzle of olive oil on it. I put two eggs on top and then I put a little arugula and a touch of feta cheese and a little more drizzle of olive oil and that was my breakfast and it's healthy and then for lunch I already bought some tuna so I'll make tuna fish sandwich and I'll have maybe on an open face sandwich the other half of my sourdough toast because <laughs> I love toast still and sourdough has the least amount of gluten and then for dinner I eat really healthy uh, that's when I feel as I age, uh, if I eat late at night, that's where I feel yucky and tummy is bloated in the morning. So to be honest with you, I'm very active in the day. And the more I'm active is when I get, eat more foods. And I believe that. So I used to kind of think of this as breakfast, eat breakfast like a king, eat lunch like a queen and dinner like a pauper. And that does help. But there's so many people that I talk to that love the intermittent fasting and they've lost weight on. So I'm a proponent of things that work for you. And as women, I think we need to try many things If you know, mix and match things. You know, I try not to overeat, you know, carbs ever because I know I get chunky. I have muscles, a lot of muscles. I get a little chunky when I eat a lot of carbs. But I love food. I love to eat. That's all we talk about, my family and uh, <laughs> restaurants with foodies. But I cook here all the time. I'm a big cook. So I think I, I enjoy my cooking now more than ever, ever since the pandemic. And with my two daughters, they're grown daughters. They both like to cook. And Katie's a great cook. So she teaches me new ways to, you know, like make quinoa bowls. I never made those, you know, 10 years ago. So it's kind of fun to have a, someone in the family that loves to cook and is the new wave of foods constantly. Is anything off limits? Like, do you have alcohol? Are you, do you kind of work? I off sugar? love my Megan. I love my red wine. No, I, nothing is off limits to me. I even have a steak if I'm going to an amazing steakhouse. I just eat a little of it. I don't eat like we did go to a great one last week in, in San Francisco. And I had, you know, a half of my husband's steak. So I had like five bites, but I had all the spinach with it, all the good stuff with it. But then the next day I'm fine. I just move a little more maybe. Did you know that standing burns more calories than sitting? So I try not to sit a lot. And then you could do isometric exercise like right Right now, we could tone and tighten up our abs. Everyone tighten up your abs for five seconds. Really contract the abs, pull that belly button in, almost like you're doing a little mini sit-up, like you're tightening up a corset. Tight, 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 and release. That's like oh. <laughs> Everyone can't see this right now because the faces that <laughs> the we're faces. making. <laughs> Although I will you say. that with your tushy too. Yes. If you don't squeeze it, no one else will. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I do yes. wish that people could see you, your face right now because you are so glowy and gorgeous, Denise. And I think it's a testament to diet, to including those healthy fats. You yes. just told us that 
and water. You just told us you don't do Botox or plastic surgery. And to look like that, that is somebody who's taking care of themselves their whole life. But also not stressing about things too much and not being too rigid, it sounds like. And I bet that helps with your overall yes. everything. Everyone said, God, you're not that of a fitness nut, are you? I said, no. I mean, I, I loved exercise. I love it to feel good. I know how great I feel after I'm done. I still have a hard time starting those first five minutes like anybody. But once you get going, the endorphins are flowing and you feel so good afterwards that that's why I continue it. And I just honestly know that it really makes a difference in your health. Preventative measures do work. It's the best preventative medicine there is to eat right, to exercise. I am a big believer in a good night rest. I'm a nut about, you know, going to bed at 10, waking up at six. I kind of always done that. So I think that's helped. And honestly, I am very grateful. Every day I wake up, I truly am grateful. I've always felt that way because you know, life is great. You only have one chance, got to do it. You got to give it your all. And I believe in myself. I, you know, have two healthy daughters. That's the most important in my whole life. And my husband, my sisters are dear friends. So I think that's uh, part of it too. I, I'm very connected, <laughs> constantly talking to, you know, family every day. So that helps me. Denise, you touched on your daughters, and I, I adore Katie, your one daughter, who has followed in your fitness footsteps. Yeah. She was just like Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. She's got her own app and a podcast. And I love when the two of you work out together. So how did you inspire a love of fitness in her? And what is it like to work with your daughter? Oh, she's so great, Katie. Well, both daughters are amazing, of course. But Kelly's in the, she's in the music business. She's also starting to mentor people in psychology and help people. But Katie, during college, she was always the one that's like me. My husband's very like behind the scenes. And so is my oldest daughter. She doesn't like pictures. She doesn't want to be front. You know, Katie was born like me, kind of like even when we would go to film my TV show, she would be behind the cameras, like doing it with me at four years old, you know, where Kelly was out looking for lizards or wherever we were in the Caribbean. <laughs> but so Katie, when she, she's a lacrosse player and played at D1 college at USC here in Southern California. And then during the USC time, she kind of would say, mom, I kind of want to do things like you are doing. I said, Oh, I would love it. You know, I, she was a little, uh, so involved in lacrosse that you can't think what you want to do in college because that takes up four to five hours of your day if you're a D1 athlete. So it, it took her a while, like by junior year, she was like, that's my direction. And I think it all started by just watching me and liking what I do. And it came natural to her. I didn't try to push it on her at all because now it's so competitive. I, I kind of feel bad. It's like, Oh my God, so many Instagram like people. You know, but, um, you know, it's in her. She has me to help her. And I love working with her. She got me on Instagram. She she's so fun because it's a joy to be working with her because she she knows so much of those kind of technical things I don't know how to do. And and she's opened my eyes to that. And, and we really do carry over so many demographics, you know, from young to the middle age and now to the people who are over 50, the women who follow me. So it's kind of fun because they'll say, what'd you do for your daughter when she had this issue? So I love that. And we did a mother-daughter tour before the pandemic 
and it was sold out in two hours. And when we got to Scottsdale and Boston, the two places I went, all these mothers and daughters came from all over and they had stories. They were crying. The daughters remembered them working out with me when they were little. And I mean, it was like, I, I keep getting chills about it because it, it's such a generational bond you have with your daughter. So it was, it's been really cool. So I love it. This is Heidi. So I have a question is I'm, so I'm a yoga person and I, my, um, my daughters, I've just been so because of Instagram and the way it is, I've never wanted to sort of use my children to, you know, for anything like that. So I've, I've always been very like, because of security. Exactly. So my question is, is so my girls just like when I'm shooting my videos and everything, they're in the background doing the moves with me, but I'm never like, come here and do it with me on camera. It's not my jam. They're too young. Yeah. Mine are much too young, but, (laughs) but so I think all children are, but um, my question is, when did you start to teach her like proper form? Instead of just letting her do her own thing, you know, because there's a fine line between letting them have fun and not wanting them to get hurt. Right. Right. Yes. Well, Katie, being an athlete, had amazing training since she was six years old. She played lacrosse. So they were in a my oldest went to UVA uh, for lacrosse. So, I mean, these are uh, top notch programs that we live back east. And so they were trained very well with top sports therapists that took them in high school. And then all the college USC, you can't ask for any better form. I mean, you know, training. So she had it in her since she was little and she did dance too. So she had both the dance and the sport. So her form has always, I never had to like question her form. So, or tell her. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's interesting, Heidi. I think the answer is like, let someone else do it because otherwise they're going to be like, mom, like my husband, let someone else teach my kids to ski. Cause like if he does it, oh boy. I honestly, Katie uh, always used to bug us when she was little that she wanted to move to California and be on Disney shows. And we're like, no, you know, our whole family's here in California. And we're like, no, you got to go through, you know, college. If you you pick whatever you want after college, but you got to get through college. And it was in her junior year college, what she wanted to do was fitness. So it's nice. She's so fun too. I just love, she keeps it real. She has a good time. Her energy is just upbeat and joyful. Like can't yours. imagine where she got it. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're so fun together. I love following her. And can you tell everyone where people can find her too, in case they want to follow your daughter? Yeah, she's on Instagram, Katie Austin. And then she also has a podcast kind of YouTube show, Austin AF. Um, (laughs) she loves to interview people she's great at it so awesome well we loved interviewing you and you are an absolute pleasure and a delight and an inspiration and we cannot thank you enough for being here with us you are a true icon and epic in an industry that we all care a lot about and so thank you for being you and a trailblazer and I love you girls. And Megan, thank you for inviting me. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm like, just adore you. I love every time I get to see you in person. And she really does say, hit my abs, hit my abs. <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> I've had a lot of interesting people through the years fill my tummy. But back in the day when you didn't have to worry about anything <laughs> or you never thought about it. <laughs> oh, love it. Thank you so much, Denise. Oh, thank you girls. So before we go, we do one thing and it's called karma call. Yes. 
All right. So Denise, I forced Megan to say karma call every week because she says it so amazingly with all that enthusiasm. But I am the resident yogi, so I will explain that karma is a Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, you, what is one small actionable item that our listeners could try for like a week, two weeks, little action that would yield a big result? Could be drinking water. I think the best action is good posture. Pull your shoulders back, pull those abs in. The more you practice good posture, your tummy can stay flat. But if you're slouch, your tummy has nowhere else to go but out, pooched out. So always stand up tall. It keeps all your organs in line, keeps your spine healthy. It keeps your confidence lifted and it keeps your tummy tight. So good posture is the key. Amazing, beautiful tip. Thank you. (laughs) Best advice ever. Well, I would expect nothing less. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, girls. It was so much fun. And we'll keep you posted when it's coming out. We'll send you all the stuff to share on Instagram and all that good stuff. Okay, girls. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Denise Austin has left the chat. I love her. How much do you love her? She's amazing. She's completely amazing. She's literally the originator of everything. I used to like fawn over her videos when I was a little kid. And now I still fawn. I love following her, but I really love also following Katie. Like what a fun lineage, like passing of the torch. And what a perfect example of someone who didn't force it on her progeny. You know, I feel like so often when that kind of thing is forced, it winds up so badly for everyone. So how cool that she just led by example. The other sister is not involved in the business at all, yet they were both Division One lacrosse players. I mean, I, I've known Denise for a very long time, and I do sort of feel like she invented exercise. I, I like I'm obsessed with her, but I cannot <laughs> tell you her energy is like that in person. She is just upbeat, full of life, and and she is absolutely aging her verse. She is 64 years old. Mm-hmm. I cannot handle that. Like no Botox, no face, no, anything. That, that, like that, nothing. I she died, looks, right? She looks 40 if she looks a day. She like, literally does. And my biggest takeaway from what she said was like that you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Like that woman marched in and knocked down doors in a fun, polite, delightful way. <laughs> to executives at the Today Show, to Jack LaLanne. She was like, hey, like, why wouldn't I ask him if I could do handstands on his back, like on his TV show? He was like, okay. That is what I took away. Like as much as, you know, she's a guru in the fitness world. To me, that woman was an entrepreneur and had a story to tell as a businesswoman that is the story I want to be my own. Like I just respect and and admire her. And I will say, I do think there's an element of sports that gives you that, right? Being a successful gymnast, you know, a college scholarship awarded athlete, I think there was probably something in that training and performing that gave her that confidence. 100%. Totally. I say that to myself when I carpool my kids to 900 sports, that I'm just basically (laughs) giving them the tools to succeed. I agree. Sports teach you a lot of things. They teach you sportsmanship, how to be a team player. They teach you discipline. They teach you that hard work pays off. They teach you that honesty and hard work pay off, more importantly. And they teach you that you have to do the work to get the thing. I mean, I say it all the time. If I was not a horseback rider, I was a you know internationally competitive horseback rider growing up. It was my entire world. And had I not had that, I'd be dead in a gutter. And I mean that with full like wholeheartedness. It saved my life. It kept me 
honest. It kept me alive when I was in my bad party years because it was what I cared about. And I had teachers and people that taught me what matters, uh, you know, respect, you know, even just doing a sport like, like horseback riding where I was taught to say, excuse me, instead of what? Like, you know, just the little basics that sometimes your, your parents forget to teach you, but like, you'll get it from sports. I also, I want to say that it actually doesn't have to be just sports, Jane, listening to you speak right there. I mean, I was a professional actor at the age of 13 and I was, you know, in four different rehearsals a day for musicals. I was, you know, yes, dancing, of course, in musical theater is athletic, but it's not, you know, it's not athletics, it's performing, but it also just, I think being that involved in any one activity that a child is passionate about will give them a certain sense of structure and background and, you know, learning etiquette and hard work and all the things, you know, that and also seeing about what accomplishment feels like, right? Because in the perma yes. theory of wellness, accomplishment is one of the keys to making us thrive and flourish. And so sometimes just understanding that hard work reaps a reward yeah. can be what you need to keep going. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's why I encourage people like in my program, I'm encouraging people right now, everybody has to pick a thing to be in training for, because there is something that feels different about just randomly flailing through life and trying to do good things here and there versus having a goal, having a target, being in training, having a little structure, all of it goes hand in hand, right? And it gives us a sense of pride and accomplishment and discipline that is truly the key to building self-esteem and happiness. Yeah, no, goals are great. I, I think that, you know, in, in the yoga world, there's a lot of debate about that. It's like, oh, the pose shouldn't be the goal. Oh, the pose shouldn't be the goal. And like, yeah, fine. If you're trying to do some like level 9,000 Ashtanga pose, that's totally unattainable for a human. That's not like, ugh, what are the, the lax joints? joint laxity kind of person, then like, fine, maybe that's not a great goal. But you know, if somebody wants, for example, to learn a crow pose, and so to get there, they understand that they have to do core strength first, and they have to build their arm strength, and they have to have overall body awareness, and they they understand the steps to get there, and they see improvement, then there's a lot of value there. And the, you know, people cry their first time in crow pose because they can't imagine that they'd ever be strong enough to hold themselves up with their own two hands. So while I understand both sides of the yoga argument about not having goals, <laughs> I think there's a lot of value in taking that journey. And a lot of people aren't born, you know, listening to trees mm. as meditation. <laughs> that's just not most people that I have ever met. <laughs> I, I know someone, but that's it. And I think that to give somebody that little motivation by James, as you said, having a goal is really valuable so that their journey is taking them somewhere and not just to this like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like flailing and I don't know where I'm going yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Because there are different kinds of people and a lot of people need a goal. And a, okay, I think anyway. I need a goal. <laughs> get a goal, Megan. Get a goal. I, think I know what your goal Megan. is, Megan. We'll talk goals, about girl. it offline. <laughs> You've got some good goals. But look, my goal right now is just to take her amazing advice and stand up a little taller throughout my day because yeah. I thought that was some of the most sound karma call advice that we've ever gotten yeah. because – it's so much more than posture. It also is kind of like a fake it till you make it sensibility in that you stand up tall and you put those shoulders back and kind of put a smile on your face until the rest of you catches up and believes it. And if that's not good advice, I don't know what is. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. We hope you were as inspired by Denise as we were. Don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off The Gram Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time. 